You're listening to the International Moving Podcast, your guide to moving to another country, brought to you by SDC International Shipping, LA's finest. An international move is exciting. It's a time to start over, establish a new business maybe, reestablish family ties, or retire where your budget will do more for you. Please enjoy today's episode, and if you have any questions about your international move, give us a call at 888-779-3962. That's 888-779-3962. Hey everyone, this is Jim for SDC International Shipping. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the International Movers Podcast, your guide to moving to another country. Today we're going to dig in a little bit. We're going to examine the cost of living for expats living in Mexico versus living here in the United States. One of the very first episodes of this podcast, I interviewed Kim, an expat who had moved with her and her husband, Later on, her son also moved to Mexico, but they moved from Texas to Mexico. And it was just one of those things that she had thought about a long time. And her and her husband were in that place where they were just getting ready to retire. And they decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and go ahead with the move. Now, they still have their their U.S. citizenship. They retain that. And they still have family living here in the United States. So they spend about eight or nine months there living in Mexico where they bought some property and an expat type of community. And they come back during the summertime when it's very hot. Speaking about very hot, I'm making this recording today from Sarasota, Florida on the East Coast. And I have to say it's about 94 degrees here where I am today. Doing one of the hottest summers I can remember. So I understand when people who are living south of the border decide to head north during the summertime. But living as an expat, it can be an exciting and completely transformative experience. Whether you're younger and you're going to school, maybe um, you you live the life of uh, online uh, freelancer. A lot of freelancers move around from country to country, experiencing what it's like to live in different locations. Uh, There's, of course, expats, people who are retiring, looking to get more out of their retirement income, and so they'll relocate to other countries. But you really do have to understand the cost of living. You really have to compare apples with apples and oranges with oranges, and that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So there's a lot more to adjust to than just the new culture and lifestyle. Of course, that takes some time also. But it's important to have a clear understanding of the expenses that you're going to encounter and how they compare when you're looking at Mexico and the U.S. side by side. Now, there's things that you have to take into consideration, key factors. Housing costs is one. Healthcare expenses, education expenses or fees if they apply, and general living expenses. And so when you compare these side by side, you'll get some really good insights, valuable insights into how your financial situation can play out in each respective country. So today we're going to look at the cost of living in Mexico versus the U.S. from the perspective of, let's say, an expat. And whether you're seeking a lower cost of living or better educational opportunities or maybe the focus is on quality healthcare options, every case is going to be a little bit different. Now, comparing the cost of living for expats in Mexico and the U.S., is important so that you can make a truly informed decision and make a successful transition from one place 
to another. And so let's look at some of the key factors that contribute to the cost of living in each country. The first is housing. In Mexico, housing costs for expats can be relatively lower compared to the U.S. Renting or purchasing property in Mexico generally offers more affordable options, especially in smaller cities or rural areas. Expats can find reasonably priced apartments, houses, or condos, allowing for potential savings in the housing category. However, prime locations or upscale neighborhoods may have higher rental or property prices. So that's another thing you have to take into consideration. If you go to a place expecting to find a, a nicely priced apartment or house or condo, and you find that, it's almost a guarantee that the agent who's showing you these properties will also show you some other locations which maybe have price tags that remind you of what you just left here in the United States. Now, when we look at housing costs in the U.S., they too can vary significantly depending on the city or state that you're living in. Renting or buying property, let's say in a major metropolitan area, New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami, places like those, um, or popular expat destinations, they're all considerably more expensive. So the cost of housing in the U.S. is influenced by factors such as the location, the size, amenities, and the demand. But the same thing is true in Mexico. In other words, it's not just a simple everything costs less type of proposition. It depends on where you are, how in demand that place is, and several other factors. Next, we can look at healthcare. Now, healthcare costs can differ uh, substantially between Mexico and the United States. In Mexico, expats may find more affordable healthcare options, including public healthcare services, as well as private healthcare insurance plans. Now, the cost of medical procedures and consultations and prescription medications tends to be lower compared to the U.S. Now, of course, it does depend what exactly type of medication or what type of medical procedures that you may be in need of, but I'm just making a general statement. We're looking at generalities right now. In the U.S., healthcare expenses can be significantly higher, with uh, medical insurance coverage playing a, a crucial role in this. But expats may need to consider obtaining comprehensive health insurance coverage, which can be more expensive due to the higher cost of Medicare and prescription drugs. I know people that move to other countries have purchased international health care plans and they spend a little bit more so they can get better coverage, access to doctors who speak English, for example. All of those things are factored into depending on what type of plan that you're looking at. Education. Education costs for expats can vary in Mexico and in the U.S. In Mexico, there are options for expat children, for example, including local public schools, private Mexican schools, there are also international schools. While public schools may be more affordable, international schools with uh, English, English language curricula can be more expensive. Now, in the U.S., the cost of education, particularly private schools and universities, can be much higher as compared to Mexico. But if you're raising children as an expat in Mexico, or maybe even grandchildren, depending on your situation, and you decide that you want to put them into an international school with an English language uh, curricula, 
then of course you're going to be spending more money, more money on everything, tuition, fees, books, supplies, and any additional expenses. So you have to consider all of that when you're looking at the various options for education in Mexico and to compare it, again, apples to apples, oranges to oranges, with what you would have to pay in the U.S. Next, transportation. Transportation costs in Mexico tend to be lower compared to the U.S. Public transportation systems such as buses and metro systems, they all offer affordable options for getting around. Owning a car in Mexico may involve costs such as fuel, insurance, and maintenance, so you would have to factor that into your overall cost of living. Then, of course, there's when you're going to have one car, when you have multiple cars. In the U.S., transportation costs can vary on factors such as location, distance and commuting preferences, car ownership, insurance, fuel prices, and public transportation expenses can contribute overall, and again, it depends on where you live, to higher transportation costs. I know here where I live in the state of Florida, the price of insurance was one of the lowest in the country when I first relocated here from the state of New Jersey, which had one of the highest insurance uh, coverage prices in the United States. And now I think we're higher than New Jersey. So again, it's one of those things that it's, there's always changing and it's not, it's one of, it's a fluid type of situation. You just never know what's going to happen from year to year and how expenses change. Now we can look at daily expenses. Daily expenses such as groceries, dining out, entertainment, and utilities can vary between Mexico and the United States greatly depending on, again, your location. So in Mexico, the cost of groceries and dining out can be relatively lower as compared with the U.S., but if you're going to go to, let's say, Walmart to do your shopping, you're going to pay basically around the same that you would pay most likely here in a Walmart in the United States uh, or a Costco or something like that as compared with going with an independent maybe butcher in a small town. There you will notice significant savings because they don't have the overhead. It's not uh, an international corporation that you're buying the food from. So you can buy locally sourced, locally grown food in Mexico and save quite a bit of money. Now, you could do the same thing here in the U.S. depending on where you live. For example, here in Florida, I can go and I can buy oranges from an orange grove when they're in season. And that's going to cost less than, let's say, if I went to a big store somewhere and bought oranges from there. And it's like that with just about everything. And again, it depends what state you live on or that you live in, but... And generally in Mexico, if you're going to buy local, you're going to save money. In the U.S., the basic daily expenses are usually higher, especially if you live in a major city or areas with a higher cost of living. Then the groceries, dining out, entertainment, utilities, everything can be significantly higher, requiring uh, careful budgeting and expense management, especially if you're in your retirement years or if you're just starting out. I know a friend of mine, his daughter is working for a company in New York City. She's just out of college. And she shares an apartment with two of her girlfriends also working for the same company. And I believe between the three of them, they split the $6,500 monthly rent, which is a considerable amount of money. Yes, they're making decent money because they're in New York City. I'm sure the same is probably true if you're in a Chicago, Miami, 
Los Angeles, any of the very big cities. But again, when we look at the prices, we look at generalizations, and then of course you have to zero down to where exactly it is that you want to be, how popular those locations are, because that's really going to determine how far your money is going to go. So it's important to conduct thorough research. Also, there are expat communities that you can find online on social media, places like Facebook, where you can ask some of these questions of expats already in these countries, already in Mexico, for example, like we're talking about today, and get additional up-to-date details on maybe how things have changed over the last several months, over the last uh, year or so, just to get an up-to-date snapshot of what's going on in these countries. Now, we can talk about things like getting a mortgage, getting a mortgage in the U.S. versus getting a mortgage in Mexico. If you're going to Mexico, expats can apply for a mortgage through a local bank or an international financial institution. I know sometimes people will sell their home here in the United States, and so whatever mortgage they're going to take out is going to be minimal because they're bringing that money with them. Other times, people decide that they're going to rent for a while, make sure they really, really, really like the area before committing to buying something, which I think is probably the best way to go. But even as an expat, you do have to meet the eligibility criteria, like you must have a valid uh, residency permit in, in Mexico before you're able to buy property. You must show that you have a steady income and a good credit history, all things that are important with getting a mortgage here in the United States, all basically apply also to Mexico. Of course, the requirements may vary between lenders. That's true here as well as there. Documentation is the next thing. The mortgage application process in Mexico involves providing necessary documentation like uh, proof of income, bank statements, credit histories, and additionally, lenders may require property appraisals as well as legal assessments. Next, currency. Mortgages in Mexico are typically issued in Mexican pesos. Expats may need to consider the exchange rates and the fluctuations when planning their mortgage payments. Next, we have interest rates. Mortgage interest rates in Mexico can vary based on factors such as credit history, loan duration, and market conditions. So it's essential to compare rates from different lenders and understand the terms and conditions. And then finally, uh, legal considerations. It's really advisable to seek legal advice. That way you ensure compliance with the local laws and regulations regarding property ownership, mortgages, and any specific requirements for expats. That's information that, yes, you can get it from an accountant, but it's better to sit down with a lawyer and go over the details. There are times when people move to other countries that, believe it or not, they don't do their, I don't know if you want to call it due diligence or not, but I've heard stories of people getting into financial trouble because they didn't realize factors such as taxes also do here in the U.S., and they wound up digging themselves quite a hole. But the cost of living for expats, if we want to summarize it, we, let's just take um, a fictitious example of two adults and one child. For a family consisting of two adults and one child, again, yes, we can say that, and I hate to repeat myself saying that the cost of living can vary significantly between Mexico and the U.S., 
but we can take whatever state that you're living in, wherever you're living right now, and make the very same claim depending on where you're living at your current location. So for example, I live in a small city, but if I move to the center of the state, land would probably cost less and I could probably save some money. You know, but the benefits of living where I'm living now outweigh the benefits of saving the money living in the center of the state. Okay, let's go ahead and zero in on a more specific type of example so that we can really compare the cost of living using dollars and cents. Let's take two adults and one child. A family with two adults and one child, and let's do a cost comparison from Mexico and the United States. In Mexico, the average monthly expenses for housing, utilities, grocery, healthcare, and transportation, and other daily expenses may amount to, and let's just take an average, right? We're not gonna take the very low end, we're not gonna take the high end, but the daily expenses, all of that together may amount to approximately two to $3,000 a month today in 2023, depending on the location. And this includes renting a modest home or apartment, purchasing the groceries from local markets, accessing public transportation, and utilizing public health care services. Two adults and one child. On the other hand, in the U.S., the cost of living for that same family may range from $4,000 to $6,000 per month, considering expenses such as housing, utilities, groceries, health care, transportation, and child care. So two to 3000 in Mexico, four to 6000 and again, we're looking at per month here in the United States. So these costs are generally higher due to factors like higher rental prices, healthcare expenses, and childcare services. Example number two, a single adult. For a single adult relocating as an expat, the cost of living, again, it can vary significantly, but in Mexico, the average monthly expenses for housing, utility, groceries, transportation, healthcare, and entertainment can fall anywhere between, let's say, and again, we're looking at one adult, $800 to $1,500 a month, depending on lifestyle and location. And this includes renting a modest apartment or room, purchasing groceries from local markets, using public transportation, and enjoying uh, recreational activities. On the other hand, in the U.S., the cost of living for a single adult may range between $2,000 and $3,500 per month. That takes into consideration expenses such as housing, utilities, groceries, transportation, health care, and personal expenses. So these costs are generally higher due to factors like higher rental prices, higher health care expenses, and a relatively higher cost of living overall. So it's important to note that these figures are approximate and they can vary based on personal preferences, location within the country, lifestyle choices, individual circumstances, etc. So it's important to thoroughly research and consider all the various factors that would apply to you when planning a move and considering becoming an expat. So that way you can ensure that you're going to retain financial stability in your life, as well as a comfortable standard of living. To sum it up, I would think that as an expat, maybe somebody a little bit older, relocating from the United States to Mexico, I think if you're, you or your family are more disciplined as far as how you handle your money, I think absolutely you can save a significant possibly amount of money living in Mexico as compared 
with the U.S., especially if you don't need to be right in the heart of a metropolitan area where there's lots of activity. On the other hand, I also understand why people end up spending more than they intended, knowing that for just a little bit more, you can live in a, a larger home or a larger apartment, or for just a little bit more, you can live in a nicer neighborhood or possibly even on the water. And then as those little bit mores begin to add up, you're basically spending the same amount of money there as you were spending here. So I guess, again, it really does come down to the individual. But just remember when it comes time to actually go through with the move, or even if you just need some more information, feel free to reach out to us here at SDC International Shipping. You can visit our website at sdcinternationalshipping.com. We have live chat available around the clock. You can give us a call and talk to someone directly at 877-339-0267. That's 877-339-0267. You can get an estimate. We have a form on our website where you can get a free quote. There's lots of things that we have available to make this entire process much easier for you. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. All right, I think that's about it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If so, please go ahead and share this episode with a friend. Share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, or wherever you happen to be. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening. Whether you're relocating within the country or moving to the other side of the world, we're here to help from start to finish. Connect with us today at 888-779-3962. That's 888-779-3962.